Welcome back to AA with John and Kev. Kev, sup, man. For the last time. <laughs> Y'all just say a prayer. Anyways, what's going on, big guy? I'm feeling somber. Why? Just because of the news that you shared. Yeah, I mean, it's a big deal for me just to share with y'all. I'm uh, moving to North Carolina. So when Kevin and I continue this podcast course, we're going to be doing it in a different way. It'll be, it won't be in the same basement or whatever, but we are going to be continuing it. Long distance relationships never work. <laughs> and you know that. <laughs> I think this one will. But, uh, you know... That's the thing. I've, I told Hallie, I've been saying it my entire life, and now I feel like I'm going back on what I said. I've always said I'll never leave Ohio, ever. I've always said that. And here I am, going to North Carolina. Yeah, I mean, it happens. Sometimes you leave Ohio. I think you'll be back. I don't know, man. It depends. I think opportunities will just present themselves in a way that someday it'll make sense to come back. It all depends on how my career goes in North Carolina. That's what really the determining factor is right and you got to talk to the ceo yeah you know i have a zoom call with him next week but yeah i mean when i spoke with him today he was talking about you know not just me being testing you know he's wanting me to be a project manager because right. he loves my history he loves what i've done and that's what the zoom call is about because he wants to know my history and you're, how I've, you're somebody who makes something happen yeah i mean i progress business i, I don't sit and I don't just want a day-to-day job. I want to progress and go further and further and further. Right. But the thing that's scary to me is, you know, I'm good with people. I always have been, but it's like moving to a new town is scary as shit to me. Mm. That's why like, even when I went to Illyria, which is only 45 minutes away from our hometown, that's not a big deal, but I still hated it. And when I got back to New London, I was like the happiest I could ever be. I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's just because I love my hometown or I don't know. I just I like being in New London too. And if I I had my way, I would. But you know, how did you and Chelsea feel when you went to San Diego? Was it like anything? Well, that was my third time doing. I know. So to me, it's. I think that yeah. I mean, the first time you get like homesick for sure. Like you will. Like, feel like, I don't know, I didn't make any, like, close friends. I didn't hang out with anybody any of the times. It was, you know, the first time it was me and my aunt, and the second time it was me and a girl I was seeing at the time, and then the third time it was me and my current family. The big way, the big thing that I see in it is, like, you can be bored in your hometown, and then it's okay, because you can find something to do if you really wanted to do it. If you're bored in a new, like, state no, or new it's city it's, it's like, like you don't want to like you don't want to like explore like the last weekend me and chelsea were there um we went out with like some of her friends from work and i feel like we had like such a good time and i really regretted not doing it more while we were there yeah but i mean and we went to like some concerts and comedy shows and things like that but we didn't really like go out very often oh you're I talking think in it, san diego yeah oh, okay i think it like came from like not wanting to like have to, to have my aunt watch Lincoln while we were out, like doing sure. whatever the hell we want. You know what I mean? It just felt wrong in a way. Which but, is it's really good of you to be honest. Um, but I I don't know if that's really why we didn't. But maybe we're just like antisocial. You Do you, know? I don't think so. I could tell just by your personality and Chelsea's as well. But either yeah, way, yeah. you know, I think it's honestly, do you think? But if I'm you saying w- to try new stuff out, it's maybe not antisocial wasn't the word, but just like anxiety towards new things. And I know better than anyone, you know, your life begins at the end of your comfort zone. That's what I'm yeah. so afraid of is the anxiety well, of like basically the unknown because I don't know. No, yeah, North you Carolina. should just like dive in it and like try not to pay attention to that fear is my advice. I have trouble following that advice. Though. Here's the like weird thing about where I'm moving. I'm moving to Greensboro in 
uh, North Carolina. And the company that more than likely I'm going to work for, I'm not going to mention it, but they are located in High Point, which is about 20 minutes away. It's a great commute. High Point is like a really fucking bad neighborhood. <laughs> like really bad. That's where the company's based? <laughs> I guess. Or is that the town where you're moving? Oh, no, I'm moving to Greensboro. That's a good town 20 minutes outside of But the company or the facility is in High Point, and I guess, I don't know, because I've never been there. But I guess What'd it's you really do? bad. Wikipedia, the crime dem- like demographic? I've seen all kinds of things on High Point. All kinds of things. I didn't go specifically out of my way to look it up, but I've heard that in my past. Oh, I've, I've never. I've seen different news stories on so High cops, Point. And, cops is filmed out of High Point, North Carolina? Basically. <laughs> Live PD is like pretty much High Point, North Carolina the whole time. But no, I mean, you can. I actually just recently saw a video on TikTok. Do you back the blue? Uh, It depends. That was just a, like a like that's a hard interview question. It honestly depends. You know, like I've, you're in a job interview it, and the the person interviewing you is like, "Do you back the blue?" It's as simple as as simple as I can make it. I believe that there are certainly good cops and bad cops, just as I believe there are good people and bad people. For sure, I think that's like the perfect answer. No, for like it. there's Verizon reps that will lie straight to your face and add like twice as much to your bill than what they're telling you, and then there's like good <laughs> Verizon reps that are honest with you, and that's the same for McDonald's workers, Verizon right. police, firefighters, every single work. Every single job you could work at, there's going to be good and bad. I love that, dude, because you bring up McDonald's, and I want to bring up, of course, my TikTok that went semi-viral, which I'm in love with. <laughs> and I'm, the funniest part was people get really mad about stuff, and it's, there's no reason to be mad about it. And if you go to my TikTok, it's John Pohl, same as everything. Um, you'll see that video. No, where, it is not same as everything, because it took me a while to find you on there. I just changed it. So you have match. the H. Yes. Okay. Yes. I just changed it. So everything I was going to say, dude, I was like highly, because I was like, bro, where is this <laughs> like thing? Because I saw the original post you did, but then I wanted to, I like watched it for the first time, but then I wanted to go back and look at it again, and I could not find you on TikTok, bro. <laughs> I was looking forever, and like all these other people with your last name were coming up, and I was like, that is not him. But but anyways, I made this TikTok because, of course, my fiance is pregnant, like I mentioned on the last episode. Um she literally, we woke up in the morning. She's like, I'm hungry. I'm craving a McChicken. And <laughs> clearly they don't serve McChickens at 835 in the morning. Mm-mm. They have chicken biscuits, though. That's what I would have went with. Sure. But even in the, I didn't see a chicken biscuit on the new London McDonald's menu. There might not be a new London, I but I'm saying so. that is. And that's a menu item that's actually fire. Dude, I, I, I would guarantee it. Yeah. Chicken biscuit is huge for Chick-fil-A. But anyways, so I went there and I'm, you know, like, I'm telling the guy, like, listen, I have a pregnant fiance at home and she really wants a McChicken. And he tells me in this TikTok, you can go watch, um, that he can't make the bun, but he can make the patty and it's going to take about four minutes. And I say, okay. But anyways, this entire like video of all the people seeing it and liking it whatever the comments is the best oh, part I was the, I was going to interrupt you and then I like held off because I was going to be like the comments are hilarious There's this guy on I'm even going to call out his at name you can go look there's this guy that his Have at you name been is responding and interacting with the no, comments I'm not going to get involved in that You shouldn't Absolutely you really not. honestly the I've always heard like if you go viral you just should not nope. read the comments Absolutely not No I mean I read them but I'm not going to interact shouldn't, with it Yeah you shouldn't even read them they say But <laughs> this guy his uh, at handle and on a TikTok is dripping like ranch. And That's this guy, name. you <laughs> honestly, he must really know McDonald's. But, anyways, this guy for real, in at least 100 comments out of like the 500 that are on it, said, Get an education. It's on a McDonald's post. So, what education could you possibly need? He kept saying, like, well, they start breakfast, or they breakfast starts in the morning and then they start lunch at 10 30 or something like that. It's like, get an education. It's like, 
On what, dude? And plus, that varies by location. <laughs> the times vary by location, bro. Hallie and I were reading these comments. She's dying laughing. No, because some guy. people are out there actually getting worked up at their house over something you posted on TikTok. <laughs> I just wanted to get my girlfriend a McChicken. Or it's, my funny. it's funny because a lot of people really are like this pretentious fucking asshole just expecting <laughs> the world to revolve around him. His first comment before actually arguing with anybody, he said, fucking entitled people. <laughs> I was like, dude... I asked for it. I didn't ex- demand it or anything. Like, no, you, you were really about? polite about it. You were just straight up like, yo, would you be able to like go a bit outside of the normal for me this one time? I'm like, okay, man, my fiance's pregnant. She has cravings. Now, Please, just to be it. 100, if I was doing something like that, I would like slip an extra five up at the window and like. I tried to give the guy, the weirdest thing is the guy that brought the actual like the McMuffin McChicken out to me. Right, because you he, had to pull ahead. Yeah. He came out there and he's like, the funniest thing is I had to do the same exact thing for my pregnant girlfriend uh. a while back. And they did the exact same thing, like um, on the McMuffin, McChicken, like the same exact story. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's crazy to me that I did the same exact thing. The worker. And, yeah, the worker that came and brought me Bro, my food. I swear to God, if my girlfriend wanted a McChicken and I worked at McDonald's, I wouldn't be making them in my kitchen because I'd be stealing shit and taking it home. I didn't think about it until later, but, you know, you I think guess- he was just trying to make you feel good. Possibly. Possibly. That would be a dude that's going above and beyond, though, to like make up a right. story just to be like, hey, bro, don't worry I get about it. it. You know? But yeah. the thing is, I thought about it way later. And again, I just woke up and she asked me for a big chicken. So I'm not in my right mind. I'm just like <gasps> waking up, whatever. What if every single day she did that to me? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a never ending oh, nightmare. Chicken. <laughs> the freaking the freaking like baby's born and the next day you're like finally and like it still keeps happening. <laughs> <laughs> like it becomes an addiction, like we have to wean you off. We're gonna start with nuggets and then we're gonna go down from there. <laughs> but anyways, no, it's to me, I thought about it later because I guess there are like different machines they use for stuff. And on the cause I'm only learning this from <laughs> That's the comments. Understandable, yeah. yeah. Clearly. Different machines they use for stuff. I'm following you. I'm sure they don't use the McChicken machine for the ice cream. No, yeah. But obviously that. But I guess like the way they toast their McMuffins is different from the way they toast their buns for McChickens. I'm sure it is. And that's what a lot of people in like the comments were saying. They were saying that if you have... It's not the fact that it's different that they toast them differently. It's the fact that if they open the buns for the McChicken, they're going to use one for you right now, and then the rest are going to be expired from being opened by the time lunch gets here. I thought... I don't think the buns are frozen. That's what they were saying in the comments. The bread deliveries are pretty frequent. I don't oh. think that I the chicken patties are frozen. The buns are never frozen. I thought they were saying the bread was frozen. But either way, what I should have told them is like just give me one bun, tie it back up, and I'll toast them at home. I sh- that's what I thought about it later. We could have like, had like a we should have had Chelsea feature on this episode because she used to work at McDonald's. She could probably give us some insight as to whether the buns are frozen or not. Chelsea! <laughs> No. <laughs> I know. You should have just planned better. That's the craziest thing. And I, I, I did this literally. It just is like a funny Snapchat video. And, you know, a long time ago, I actually had a decent amount of feedback on Snapchat. Just, you remember like the stories I would do just talking to my phone? Yeah. You, it and was almost I got a, like you had a therapist. In I, got Snapchat. A, I got a decent amount of feedback on that. I think so, my aunt, uh, when you responded back to each other about stuff that you were talking on your story. Oh, yeah. Several times. Yeah. But, you know, I got a lot of good feedback on you know snapchat just because of the stories i would tell and whatever on there and i i, I think about it because that day when i had made that choice to like, be like i just want to put this on tiktok and see what ha- see what happens and then it goes fucking semi-viral i'm not gonna say viral because it's almost it's about a hundred thousand views it's not viral it's semi-viral i would call it how many likes like a thousand uh like twenty thousand that's pretty good so yeah 
It's, it's good, but it's not it's not viral. <coughs> on if TikTok. you can bang those out weekly, you can start making money. Right. And I, I'm curious as to if like the videos I used to make in the day where I got good traction on Snapchat that I should have posted them on TikTok back then, just to see if it would like you where it would have gone. You can still repost them. You could, I mean, if you have them saved to your store, I if, do. And that's the thing, you could still post from day one. You could do it in order and just start start a whole TikTok called John's Chronolog. You know, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm a totally different person. So I'm, I also I want to be creative and start new. I don't want to go yeah. back to like what I'm just I used saying. To but do. you could just like post your old content. Yeah. It's still your. It's still. I mean, even though I don't think at the time you weren't thinking of it as content, and that's kind of what's cool about it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's the craziest thing to me. It's like one day you just like let's just see where this goes on TikTok, and then all of a sudden you don't expect it to go anywhere, and the next day you wake well, up. Well, no, that's the thing because I had something go like mildly, <laughs> like it caught on on Twitter like a couple of years ago. So I, after you went viral, I was like, let's see if I can. So I just tried and I only got like a thousand likes, but still, it was still, that's still a pretty I have, good amount. I told Hallie about this and I said, I have no idea how Kevin is not famous for this video because it is the best prank. But it's not I've even real. Of. I didn't, it's a lie. It's a lie. Cause I don't know what my it whole was fucking happening. life's a lie now. Well, listen, what was happening is I don't know what was happening. I was just probably stoned in California, just had my <laughs> camera on out the window, and this guy was coming home. I wasn't like trying to film this guy at all. Like he just happened to be in my frame while I was. Recording. You should have tried to run this, but like, yeah, dude, I actually did that. It was funny as shit. Well, uh, yeah, it was that was the joke. Because <laughs> this is the funny thing in that video. He literally, no, like, I know, looks. and you can hear like <laughs> something in the background that could almost be resembled as somebody talking in a funny voice, but you don't hear. You could debunk it easily because i'm not talking when you mm-hmm. can hear whatever he's looking for so whatever but it is funny dude i told hallie <laughs> about that story because i thought it was real you never oh, actually told me it was fake I'm sorry i told hallie about that story and she still like, started dying like she thought it was the funniest prank of all time and i agree with that well the, if you the do- idea of the prank and this is actually like dark and i sh- probably shouldn't even say it but i'm gonna do it because i was a kid so the real walkie-talkie prank was when um, my great grandma moved into my dad's house because she had Alzheimer's. Me and my uh, siblings would put a walkie-talkie back in her room underneath the baby doll and like act like the baby doll was talking. And <laughs> play a prank on her I like can't. that, and that's <laughs> no, it's bad. But I've learned from that's it. So good though. <laughs> it's mean as shit. I know, but well, she didn't like get like get like mad. She just of got a little. Funny, confused. It's, I feel like it's a normal kid thing to do to mess with people. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> right? It's funny as heck, man. Uh, I, I, I think the only reason that Hallie found it so funny is because I brought up, and I started from the whole beginning, too. Like I told us, like, Kevin went to the store because I thought that's what you did. Like, that you went to the store. I think you created this. Because I, I know, I don't but think I've ever, I'm picturing yeah. in my mind is, like, either Lincoln has walkie-talkies but Lincoln this, wasn't even involved in that time. So then I'm thinking Kevin had to go to the no, store this, to get Lincoln walk- was there at this one. Oh, at that one? That's yeah. when you were there? Oh, okay. But either way, I had told Hallie from the beginning, I was like, he went to the store, bought walkie-talkies, and put one in these fucking, which you can tell on the video, those plants need, need water. water. Like, they really do. bad. I know. It just all works. <laughs> Everything about it worked. I have no idea. That should go viral. Because that, if that was an actual prank, it's one of the I best pranks in the world. One thing that I also think that going viral on TikTok has to do with the hashtags you do. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And Hallie said the same thing because I hashtagged pregnancy. So yeah. a bunch of women no, saw that's that. A, that's a viral one. Yep. So that's probably where I went wrong. And maybe I'll just delete it, repost it, and see and what say happens pranks, on a different blah, one. Blah, blah. That's one thing TikTok doesn't allow you to do. Well, is we can't release this now because people are going to know it's fake. I don't, well, <laughs> no, I don't I'm care. Kidding. I'm kidding. It's not about that because the, you know, the, our average viewer is not the average internet user. I don't know what it is about me that finds that so perfect, but I. In a prank like that, I try to envision myself walking to my door. Where I'm going to go in the place where I live, where I'm growing tomatoes, and then all of a sudden I hear, "Water me, water me!" <laughs> like, be, what the fuck no, is going dude, on? I'm going to just go back to my car and drive to the psychologist. <laughs> like I'm out. <laughs> Probably maybe just the ER and get admitted to the psych ward immediately because I have schizophrenia. Like that's not a that's not a nice prank. I shouldn't have not done that to my great grandma. I'm sorry. <laughs> Easily, you have a amazing mind for pranks because that should have been un- that's unbelievable to me some people call me uh ashton kutcher's prank yo the pranks the, it's not punk it's fucking prank. Uh, punked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, punked. yeah we're just gonna make a new show called pranked but anyways that is i swear to god i think that's one of the best pranks even though it's fake now whatever one of the best pranks i've ever heard of in my life because i would shit myself if i heard that and then i'd water them right away dude <laughs> like it'd be really fast like yeah. I'm watering the shit out of these fucking tomatoes. Thank you. <laughs> Sounds like oh, at the end of my TikTok, I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I do that at every single. It doesn't matter if it wasn't for TikTok. I do that at every drive-through. <laughs> Not kidding. It's like they say, pull around, please. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> um, that's funny. So when are you? Uh, when you don't have any clue, you got to sell your house, all that stuff. You don't have like a solid plan in place. It's again depending on what the work people want and like their accommodations and offering and all that. The big thing for me is, of course, selling my house. That's going to give us the lucrative side that we can actually go down there and live. Clearly, do um, you, have you already contacted your realtor? Yeah, absolutely. She told me. Um, unseen, she knows what she thinks the house can sell for, but she has to see it first. So I said, what give us two weeks. Estimate? Around 150000 So I, I wish I had the money to just get it from you. I owe about nine eighty seven. So you'll come out like forty. And that's at the base level with her unseeing it. But I've done a lot of upgrades. You know, I've done a lot of stuff, redid the whole porch, put new lights. So you're in the thinking front. maybe like one eighty five. Not that much. 170. The biggest thing Hallie and I are hoping for is that we can sell our house furnished. Because as you've seen, our house is very beautiful and dressed very well. You're going to leave that table? I'm going to leave it all. Is what I'm hoping. No, for. the table in, in the, the office. Yes, I want the office table. How much should we? I mean, if you could just replace that with a different office. Kevin, table. that was a very expensive table. You don't want to buy it. I'm just saying. You, but to include it with the house, I feel like you're just taking it out of. Fair loss. You could buy a $200 table to replace I'm it I'm hoping with. the people that buy the house understand antiques and understand why I'm selling it for so much. <laughs> you can try that. I mean, my, I mean, in New London, bro, it's so hard to find that kind of buyer. You're talking about somebody who's like shopping in like Nashville, Tennessee. Here's the thing. I looked up, just because you know that I love antiques, I did. I never did the research, but I actually looked up to when, you know, my big wagon wheel in the corner of my house. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked up to where that like date was to one that like matched it perfectly and what's what it's selling for right now there was one for sale for sixty five thousand dollars now it was perfect condition so mine's i think not that even was worth probably like the wagon wheel of like the guy that was like, the british are coming the british are coming <laughs> yo paul revere shout it was out. the it was the wagon wheel off paul revere's wagon but anyways no it's it's dated back to like the mid to semi late like 1875 era like legit all like 
the exact same wagon wheel, but mine's in rough condition. It has you know spindles missing and all this kind of stuff. That honestly, I feel like adds character to like being a decorative piece. Exactly, and then that's why you know it's going to be fucking hard leaving it behind. But I'm hoping whoever buys my house has that appreciative kind of side, since I love antiques. And you know they'll see, and I can actually tell my um, realtor like how they can explain like. This is this. This is this. These are real antiques. I have a lead glass window. You think from she's good? He or she is good enough? She. Yes. You think she's good enough to sell your house she's in a the very way good. that you want? Why don't you just do it yourself? What she's, do you need the realtor for? She's a very. You good. don't have your prop. Your like your real estate license. I wish I did. Well, that's like a two thousand dollars six month deal. I told Hallie to get hers, but uh, I think it's like super like like I'm feeling like I'm stupid for not doing it. <laughs> I mean, the biggest thing is, I mean, it's not California because it's a much more like demanding kind of study in California. They make you go through a lot more, especially if you want to sell houses in like Malibu. You got to study and you have to like take a longer course. It's crazy. But I told Hallie to do that when we moved to North Carolina to get a real estate. But the thing I want to go back to with, you know, my antiques and stuff, like I literally have a lead glass window that's from like 1812. I have no idea how much that's worth at all. But I'm hoping that literally the person that buys my house understands. And clearly, as you walk through my house, again, it's and plus beautiful. right now for real, bro, houses are selling it's for like at 30k, 50k above what you list them for. The peak of the market. I've heard from folks that are like trying to put like trying to put in an offer for what the house is listed for, and then they get outbid by fifty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping it goes very well because I want enough startup money that I can relax for a long time, even if that job where I'm hopefully going to work. It doesn't work out. I have plenty of time to figure I'm it out. I'm pretty sure there are Go Wireless locations in North Carolina. Hey, hook me up. <laughs> saying, no, you already interviewed for yeah. the company. I mean, you should just, when you know when you get that call, you should just be 100% honest, be like, we're definitely going to be making this move. Um, would you be like willing to talk more about like how the final ending with uh, Air C High Q went? Sure. I mean... I can't. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm just saying, like how, like, cause, like, you know, that's what. Goodness, led, I mean, it's, that's it's, what's it's leading. family business. That's the big. Yeah, thing. no, hundred percent. Everybody knows how family business goes. Some work, some don't, and this one did not. Um, uh, I'll never say anything bad about my mom or dad, but you know, there's disagreements, and that's mm-hmm. always going to happen. But the meeting today that we talked about was basically, you know, the understanding that you know Barry and I both, my father. Um, we had the conversation that it's worth saving the family more than it is saving the business. And we both kind of agreed on that statement, I guess. Um, my mother, once I had said, because, you know, um, the big thing for me, the biggest thing actually, is I don't, and Hallie actually kind of like concurred with this as well. She's like, I like to be appreciated for things. Like, I don't know what it is. She's like, that's like my love language. I don't even know what that means. To be appreciative? I need to be appreciated for the things that I do, is what Hallie says. Like oh, she thinks you like, should be appreciated. Yeah, and I, I went a long time, and like I grew that business. And even if they listen to that episode, mom, dad, hey, um, you know, it's like they'll they'll say that maybe I didn't push as hard as I could, or you know, I could have worked harder. Maybe they might say, but. You know, I, I literally did every single thing that I could. And uh, you know, Barry told me today. You know, he's like. Basically, for the past couple of weeks, you know, after you and your mother just had your last fight, you know, we didn't, I basically just didn't want you working here because clearly it's not going to work out. So I told. And that's, that's I'm just going to like intervene for oh, one second with a family business. Now you've got, you know, dad 
trying to decide. He has to go home with your mom every night. Yeah. So if he's on Team John and mom's not, then that causes a problem at home for him now. And now it's it's is it is it John the packager, John the hazardous materials, whatever you do, is it that guy or is it John my son or you know what I mean? It gets so confusing and so messy and terrible. And if you can avoid it, you should at all costs. Obviously, it's put you in like a wonderful position, and it's you should like as they should appreciate you. You should also appreciate appreciate what you know you've like had in front of you and all that but at the end of the day i think that this move is a step in the right direction it really is and to be honest with you how you said like barry was team john carolyn wasn't um it was actually the complete opposite barry wanted me gone my mom said hey how long try- how long has- it took about two weeks uh, the fight I'm saying, was about, like, when when have did Barry start showing signs that he was, like, upset? Was it real recent? It was when our big fight broke out. That's where he's like, man, I just can't deal with this anymore. And So it was a f- disagreement between you and your mom that didn't, mm-hmm. you know, it was a disagreement, but it didn't make her want you out of the company. But then the turmoil just basically made Barry feel like we just need to cut this off at the head. Because he was on, like, the same idea that I was. It's like it's worth saving the family the relationship family. more than it is the family business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... Um, yeah, it was the exact opposite. My mom kind of, I guess, talked Barry into keeping me there. And once he had said he wanted me out, that was my ticket out of there. It was to me, it's like once he said that, because I've worked with him for the last, fuck, seven years and growing his business no, and working as hard as I could to make that business the best that it could. If somebody called and, and when we were like having a conversation or doing something as friends, the only person you'd pick up for is Barry. Yeah. That was like the call that. You yeah. had the answer. Yep. And I worked for seven years, you know, trying to grow his business, you know, because he had a full-time job and he was trying to work it and he needs somebody that could help he him. He had a full-time his... job at somebody else's business or his other business? No, somebody else's business. Okay. And, you know, I stepped in there and I, you know, I did everything that I could. I put that company in the right direction because Q, we don't have to go into the semantics of the business, but there's multi-divisions of the business. And Barry's idea of business and how you make business grow is you get in your car and you drive across the country and go to different businesses and say, hey, do you do this? No, not conventions. Oh. Just sales calls, basically, no, driving just across the country. Door to door sales. And I told much. Barry that's not how business works anymore. It's SEO, it's search engine optimization. It's all about, you can still make sales calls. When somebody's sure. looking for your service and goes to Google and looks you up, what you, you pops need up to first? be on the top, top of the list. Three and or I four. told yeah. him that. And finally, we got one in store, and we landed a lot of business from that. It costs money to get up in the top three yes. or four, though, so it's a risk, yes. and he didn't know whether or not to trust you. But once he trusted in you, he realized that. Yes. But see, John, it does. That's the, that's the thing that makes it. I think that now that he knows that, that's why he thinks he can replace you. That's fine. And you know, I told Barry too because Barry always has kind of said to me, "Is like, you know, prior to you being in the business, I could have hired all these guys with, you know, majors sure, degrees yeah. and all this, whatever. Accolades, all types Which is of fine. Shit. You know, and I told him that today. I was like, listen, you know, it, it's wonderful. Like, that gives you that opportunity to do so. Please do so. It might actually grow your business even further. Mm-hmm. I did the best that I could. I mean, his business has so many different aspects of it. That's what's Honestly, me. even like Todd, like he's, like, did you, you, I'm sure you know, like his final. Todd is per- one of our good friends. I'm saying that his, like, final deal with that company that he got he like has a real yeah, man's career now i know and like he texted I, me and literally thanked me that's but i'm saying he sh- i mean he, he should it's something to be so grateful for because 
coming from and coming from the same place I've come from as a lot of people in recovery have where you feel like your life is going to be shit forever and then it's not anymore like I think that's this is a turning point I want to ask you a question and this is we're, we'll come back to this point because I still want to continue on to it but you know in the meeting today with my parents my mother said she thinks that I should be she thinks that I'm somebody that I put myself before others she thinks that I need to go to homeless shelters and try to see and help others more and I, I try to tell her, like, that's what the root of this is, like, coming down to. That's the problem she has. She thinks you? that I put myself before anyone else. Do you see me as the exact opposite? Because Holly was like, I see you as the exact opposite as that. I never I put don't, myself. I first. don't see you as the exact opposite, but I don't. I don't get that vibe from you at all. No, I'm saying like you do look out for yourself, but who doesn't? You're supposed to look out for yourself, and of course. But no matter what, when and not and I. But brought, I'm saying if we're like at the gas station, like and we all are getting snacks or something, like you will like buy the snacks for everybody. It's not you, even that. It's like I'm saying like you're a giving person, definitely. So yes, you, I mean, and I don't. I don't get that vibe from you, but if your mom does, it's definitely worth something taking in and trying to analyze why she might feel that way and what you could possibly be doing to make her feel that way. I don't, you know what I mean? That's just how like I would take it. But you know, people feel all types of different things for all types of different reasons. So I'm just saying like, no matter what, when somebody has come to me for help, I've never denied them ever. There's never been a time in my life that somebody's come to me and said, I need help. And I didn't, Get out of bed right away and say, I'll be right there. Even like at the beginning when you barely were able to give help and I like scammed you out of the $500, like that was like early on when you like first started having the money to be able to help somebody like that. So like even after a bad experience like that, you've always still been there for the people close to you 100%. It's the same thing for David. Like, I mean, you know, our buddy David that's been on the show a couple of times. You know, I remember working at Walmart and I had no money. And I worked third shift. He would, and it's crazy how it worked out, but it was like four tires in one month. It was like one per fucking week for some odd reason. He called me like four times a month, once per week. I just popped my tire in Willard. Can you come help me change it? Because he didn't know how to do that back then. He really kept having flat tires. I have no idea how it happened, but yes. Dude, and he kept calling that's what me. I mean about the universe and stuff like weird things <laughs> happen to us. But he called me like middle of the day and I worked third shift at Walmart and I was like 18, 19 years old. And uh, I was like, yeah, man, I'll be right there. And I didn't get any sleep at all. And every single time, no matter what, if you call me, I'm going to be there. So I put myself in that position no matter what, that that's the kind of person that I am. Yeah. I, I'm not going to put myself. I'm. I, I, it's hard to say. It depends. It's it's all situational, I would say, without question. I mean, there's some situations that I would put myself and, of course, my family first. But I most think of the time... I think you're overanalyzing at this point. Most of the time, I will do something for somebody and not look out for what I need. You know no, what I mean? Kind of the same situation with David. Person. It's like, oh, it's like tonight I have to work, but yeah, I'll get up from sleeping and go help you. Like, I put people ahead of me in most situations, too. Um, so it's hard to say. No, and I don't. That's what, like, the only like thing that <laughs> I can think of, like, if I were just like guessing, I would have thought your mom would be like, like, if you were like drinking at work or something. Like, I'm and, never like, and that's what I mean. Like, that's <laughs> the only thing I could think of. So for her to say that it's because you're like being selfish, it like. Like, is it because, like, at 4.30, you, like, clock out on the dot every day? Like, like what? Here's the big deal, and I'll give you – it's tough to say. Um, 
Hallie used to tell me this all the time. I used to tell her, it's like, hey, I have to be to work at nine, no matter what. She's like, you don't have an exact time. You have to go in. Like, Jesus I Christ. hate when people say like that when you work for your parents, like you can just go whenever well, you want. Not necessarily that I worked for my parents, no, but, but I, I mean, worked with I, my parents. I worked for my parents. You you are an equal part in the business, and I didn't mean to like phrase it like no, that. No, it's but fine. But you know what I mean. Like when people think just because like you mean something to the organization that right. you don't have to follow the rules too. But to me, it wasn't following rules. It was I wanted to stay disciplined. No matter what, I wanted discipline. I wanted to be there at 9 o'clock in the morning, no yeah, matter what. It sets a standard. My mm. parents never are there at 9 in the morning. I was there every single no. day. Nine or earlier, they would pull in sometimes 10 30, 9 30, 10, 10 see, 15. You know, see, dude, and your thing is like you had like a right to be mad. Like, I'm not I even was, mad about no, it. No, I'm just saying if you wanted to, you could be like, we're equal parts here and I show up on time. Like, but like at mine, like I would, I had the same thing go on. Like, if if one of my parents were taking over for me at the end of my shift, I could like pretty much expect that they would be five to 15 to 30 minutes late, you know, sure. and it's just one of those things where obviously you're not going to make it a big deal, but it is just a little bit. Here's one of my like biggest things. And I especially, especially for like people that own businesses. And that's like my biggest, it's not even in terms of your knowledge or how you actually run business or whatever happens. The biggest thing for me is I wanted again to just be disciplined. You have, if you get into this run of, Oh, I don't have to be to work till, you know, I can, I can do whatever. I'll be there at 11 or something then you're going to run out of that idea that, you know, your business doesn't matter. Like, it's it's making money. You're good. You, you wanna, can't get complacent and content. You, you have to be driving. be complacent at all. I agree with that. And so every single day, I wanted to be there at 9 o'clock. And I don't think maybe other than one time when Hallie had shingles that I was late by, like, 18 minutes. But, um, yeah, I, was, I mean, that's just the biggest thing is you have to be disciplined. And the biggest thing is, you know, like, my, my parents held that against me because sometimes, like, my work was finished up for the day. It was like, hey, it's 4 o'clock. I have nothing else to do. We got a podcast to do I'm sometimes. Yeah, you yeah. come home for that. I'm going to head out. It's, it's no big deal. But, uh, you know, it's like they would hold that against me in some regard. It's like, I don't even know what to say here, guys. You know, sometimes you guys don't show up till 11.30, sometimes noon, because you're just sitting at home and you have something going on, whatever it may be. I'm here at 9 every single day. So if I want to take off at 4 o'clock or 3.50, that should be okay. (coughs) (laughs) You know, and that's totally, and honestly, that's what, basically, what I was saying earlier about my parents to your parents, you actually have a leg to stand on in that argument that you're making. If I say that to my parents, they say, then find another fucking job, you employee. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's totally different. Like, they can, like, they're the boss. They own the company. If they want to show up 15 minutes late and they can, you could deal with it or find another job, and that's that. With you, you know, they have to take into consideration how you feel. And I think no matter what, when you're a son and you're dealing with parents, and when you're dealing with where you were at as a you know a younger adult to where you are now after your mom guided you uh, in a way you know she feels that sense of control that she should have over you mm-hmm. and she should be able to do what the fuck she wants and you should just listen and fucking do what you're told cuz what her mindset is and and that's what it, that's the vibe that i'm getting off of it um you just should never let it get to you because I understand that's what it is. It's a parent-child dynamic that shouldn't be mixed up. You shouldn't mix the money and the blood. I literally almost took like a, like a chapter out of your book for like our last fight that actually led up into this. Um, oh, no. Oh, I know. It's not good. 
<laughs> you know, like every single time that you've been in any kind of altercation, you know, um, if somebody was going to hit you, you said, just do it. You know, like just, just, just fucking hit me. No, yeah, I've been in many times. <laughs> some people do, some people don't. But the funny thing is, is like that day, my mother was like, I swear to God, I'll beat your fucking face in. Do it. And bro. I was like, I was like, do it. I'm like, go ahead, just punch me. No, honestly, at that point, now you could sue your own mom. Barry did the same thing. He was like ready. He told me, he's like, I'm going to fucking throttle you. His word was throttle that day. Damn, what were you saying? I know your mom can get crazy, and I don't know Barry well, but I'm just saying he seems like he's more of an easygoing type of fellow. Sure, he definitely is. Absolutely. Won't deny that for any throttle you is a, is a term. I know throttle is like no that I mean you're talking about first like of all we're taking it back to 1820 popping a wheelie on a dirt bike <laughs> throttling that bitch throttle like it's like throttle is like when you do this on a dirt oh. bike but it's just gonna be your throat you motherfucker isn't but, that the, the and then once it got to that point it got so aggressive you know like choke Barry, me Barry Barry got in here choke me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, no, like Barry got involved in that and he like kind of said that and I was like, you can hit me too. I was like, just hit me. Cause I was hoping for that. Cause I was like, well, that's a lawsuit. I can see, I can honestly, I uh, will see both sides of this because that's how I am. Totally sure. objective. Critical I can theorist. see from being on their side and thinking this fucking little ungrateful shit, sure. not fucking bowing down and just saying thanks and fucking running back when we ask him to come back. You know what I mean? Like, I can totally see that, and I'd sure. probably be the same way if I was living through that perspective. And if I were you, I'd be exactly the same way, too, being a smart ass to the last second. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and we're basically and the same. We're, we're the same person, man. We, love, we, we will argue our point until it's well, proven correct. I just can't not go with my gut. What do you mean? Like, if I have a gut feeling about something, I'll keep chipping away at it until I get to why I'm feeling that way. And there's always a reason. Like I feel like you, I feel like everybody has that feeling inside them, and you just well, have sure to, you have to. The, then the the biggest difficulty in trying to conquer what I'm talking about is telling the difference between that feeling and an insecurity. The biggest thing to me, in terms of like people that exactly what you're saying, the big thing to me is like a lot of people just want to fight just to be right. Otherwise, some people just want to fight in an idea that they have an argument. But most people, it's almost that same kind of, what's that fucking saying that says, most people fucking listen to respond, but you should listen to understand or some shit like that, or whatever the case may be. You know, it's like the big thing is, that's kind of how I take my parents against me, is they're the parents, I'm the son, I'm involved in this business, but they're still the parents. And that's why family came so far into this business that I got into this fucking messy Ugh. Mm. You know, so it, it, again, it's family business, but you know, that's the idea of it, you know, and uh, no matter what, I'm always going to, it's tough to say. I'll always, if I think it's right, and I think I have a pretty good judgment of what right and wrong is, I will fight for what I think is fight for your right. You know what I'm saying? Fight, fight for your right fight. to vote. Black sheep, I think. Tommy, what is it? Uh, what was his name? Mm. Now just go back to those movies, Black Sheep and Tommy Boy. He used to be on background. Anyways, but anyways, you know, it's the idea of, you know, just understanding what's right and wrong. It's that simple, you know. And I, I, I'm always going to argue my point and, until it's 
eventually I just give up. And, you know, my brother, if you picture Greg, like Greg is the exact opposite. Like, he's like, whatever, it, it does think not, what you want. It does I not matter. Yeah. He's right. No matter what. Oh, yeah. And with Greg, I that, and I know Greg's personality so well, clearly, because he's my brother, whatever. I don't like getting in a fight with Greg at all. Dude, he will never stop, ever. That's why I've, I've learned. Especially if he's drank too much. Dude, Holy it's, shit. It's really bad. Greg, sorry, buddy. But we're I'm just talk saying, about we you. can all get like that. But Sure. Damn, Greg, you're stubborn than a motherfucker. Yes. But Greg, like I've come to that point where I've learned that like if, if, if you're in an argument with Greg, you don't argue. You just, I've come to this point where I'm like, yeah, yeah. And it could be something that is so bad, like the most way off topic kind of fucking thing. Like it's horrible. And then I'm just like, yeah, yeah, it's good. Like, but honestly, bro, Greg's wifed up now. No, he's not. You talking about that young girl he was dating? They're already broke up. Yeah. I told you it wasn't going to last. Well, why would he go? He's never gone Facebook official with anybody since Ashley Rice. And then he goes Facebook official. Probably because Facebook she was 23 girl. and they want to be Facebook. Young gals want to be Facebook official. Yeah, but what happened? Did she cheat on she him? She broke up with him, which young girls do. Yeah, she's 23, Greg. <laughs> exactly. I didn't know that. I didn't, no. I didn't look that deep into it. I just was like, damn, Greg, dice. Oddly enough, that started when, you know, prior to the family business fight or whatever. But, you know, my mom and I, we both said, like, that's not going to last long. There's no <laughs> chance. There's no way. Dude. Greg, bro, I hope you're not watching. <laughs> Straight up. That's fucking rude, but it's funny. It's, but- it's real, though. I mean. No, Greg, you should have known better, but I hope you got to tap that young pussy. <laughs> that's so true though it's gotta be it's gotta be nice you get especially honestly especially the, for an airport man damn dude i don't want to put it on the podcast but i'm going to the weird the craziest thing is when they announced it on facebook there was comments like from the family and what whatnot he got and a lot of attention that's what i'm saying he hasn't he doesn't do that somebody made a comment like one of her family members and <laughs> it's horrible she responded he's been chasing me since i was 18 that was five years ago. So Greg would have been 25 and she was 18. Or 20. No, Greg would have been 26 and 18. Kind of gross. Hey. Kind of gross. 18's 18, baby. I mean, yeah, it's legal. It's no, and it does. That's not kind of gross. But I think it's kind of gross. I think, like, I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't, I, never mind. I'm not going to say it on the podcast. I'm not going to say it. What? Oh shit! Okay, I will. I'll 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 smush an eighteen year old push, but I'm not gonna date it. <laughs> oh, I get what you're There's saying. There's no way. I was just saying, like, the age thing's a weird way to indicate, like, that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know. What do you mean? <laughs> like the way I see it is like. Just the idea is literally nobody knew it was happening. And then it just popped up on Facebook. And she comments on this thing that went like pretty big for our families, like her families, my family, whatever. And then she says, oh, he's been chasing me since I was 18. Like, bitch, that was only like four years ago. That puts Greg at like fucking 26 or 7. Well, all I was saying was that like at that age, though, she really could have become somehow really mature for her age and want to settle down with Greg. 
There's a pot. There is. I'm. I know you and your nope. mom are sitting back like this ain't gonna last long. But I'm saying anything is possible. Nope. Because here's the big deal. This is the biggest thing. Does Greg thing. still uh, grow weed up in that spare room? I have to. I let me get through this, please. <laughs> okay. Because right when they started dating, this is the number one reason why we knew she wasn't mature. Right away, literally a week into them dating, she changed her not only profile picture. But her, like, what's that? What's the background photo? Is it what's that called on Facebook? It's a banner. The banner. The banner, banner. and literally almost like David this, Banner. It was David Banner, Banner, Banner. You know, hey, like, you I ever go, seen a Chevy with a butterfly <laughs> dog? So stunning. He's a habit. But, anyways, um, like, literally, she put her banner and her profile picture, which was almost identical photos on the same day that they announced their relationship. And. He, when you're that young, that was okay. I mean, we did that when we were young. It was no big deal. I was doing some shit at 23. I know, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> but right when we saw that, it was like, yeah, she's not grown up yet. No. It's you're no not way. grown up at 23. You just sure aren't. There are mature people that are young. They definitely far more mature than what their age is, but when you see somebody just start dating somebody, you don't just inst- instantly go for changing photos and like, yo, I'm with this guy. Yo, we're, we're fucking, basically. It doesn't work like that. You can't announce it to the world that quick. No. Especially in the banner and the... I, I get the profile picture. If you want to do like a little cute, little cheesy... Mm, you know what I mean? You're overdoing it at that point. You're going way too fast. The second that my mom and I saw that, we were like, yeah, that's not going to work. No chance. It's not going to last. And then about two weeks later, she dumped him. New for no chance. I mean, Was Greg sad? No. <laughs> it's Greg. <coughs> Greg doesn't give a shit about anything. Greg has literally a beautiful house, and he makes his own money. He doesn't give a shit. When's the last time you guys hung out with Matt? Young? Yeah. A uh, long time. But yeah. Greg still hangs out. He goes fishing with him. I've been talking to him on Snapchat. How's that going? Fine. You guys are dating? No, we're just talking. You going to change your banner? No. <laughs> I'm not going Facebook official <laughs> with him ever. But no, um, but Greg was telling me that, you know, because he still fishes with him. Right? They still, like, go out on charter boats, I guess. I don't know fishing. I'd have to talk to Matt um, Rodriguez about that because I guess they know Matt, fishing. Matt Young still has my Durango. It's still running? He says that it purrs. He has it, like, fixed I up. I, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, I thought you meant purrs isn't like it's a problem, but it like, you know, no, purrs. It's good. No, it's a good purr. <laughs> he said the Durango's purring. You wouldn't believe it. That's what he said to me. Because <laughs> you know why I've been talking to Matt mostly? Is because, mm. have you heard about the trailer park in New London? Mm-mm. You don't have Marvin on Facebook? I do. But Marvin, I'm not. I don't do Marvin social media. Should have a podcast. We could bring him on, Marvin. Come on the show, Marvin McAllister. If you're watching, you you could do a podcast so easily because he like listens to the scanner and like updates. New oh London yeah. On oh, I know happening. that. So like the trailer park, uh, you know the Adams, Tommy Adams and DJ Adams. Mm-hmm. They've been like on meth and heroin, and like the ambulance mm-hmm. keeps having to go out there, and they just keep going to the hospital and sending them back home instead of sending them to jail. 
And like one night, they like one of them was pooping on the porch, and the other one was running around <laughs> in his boxers. It's funny, but they're kids. There's I know kids it's crazy, but you imagine just the scene from what's the fucking Billy Madison's like. He called the shit poo because it's there's like fucking Reno nine one one is what it reminds me of. But yeah. It's real. I don't know. I just. Anyways, go ahead. I was just saying that's that's why I've been talking to Matt because I was telling him about that. <laughs> Jeez, I had no idea. I mean, I I seen Marvin's posts. I feel like, I mean, he's actually like, oddly enough, I don't know if he got his position. He's like on city council, but like, he records not them. like a member of it. He just gets to sit in and yeah, no, he records you, it. And, you could go to those meetings. Yeah, John. of course. Anybody, of course, in New anybody can, can sit in and he just records them. He's not like a special thing. He No, but he's very interested in that kind of stuff. And uh, that's actually kind of important. a nice thing it could actually do something on social media especially on the runs for mayor in a couple you know 10 years i'd vote for him if i lived in new london i love marvin but he's a sick twisted bitch just like all of us why dude he talks just as gross as all of us do what because colby i'm not gonna say her last name i didn't even want to bring her yeah (laughs) anyways yes no not not colby but he just is the same people that we are. We're just these fucking, we curse a lot and we talk about bad things. And, you know, I, I, I only say this because, you know, David was selling his, you know, Judy's Cadillac that she had, that black Cadillac. And they sold it to, um, I didn't actually like meet Marvin until this, but they sold that Cadillac to Marvin. And, uh, I got to talk to him like personally that night, and we, we, well, it was this like was this. Just like a year ago? No, it was like two months ago. Oh. <laughs> First time you ever met Marvin was two months. ago. I met him several times. I've I, known I've, Marvin since I was like twelve. I I've known like. Marvin since I've known known Todd, but I never talked to him. I've never actually got to know who he was. But he's the same kind of piece of shit that we all are from New London. Like yeah. we just talk about dumb shit and we make stupid comments, we make jokes, and we whatever the so case he'd be may be. A good mayor. And that's no, <laughs> I don't think so. I you think that? Yes. You think? Oh, you could you imagine Marvin in a suit? You put him in a nice Gucci suit. Yes. Jesus Christ. And a, and a fucking like Marv, pimp, a pimp. Can my, you wear a suit? A pimp my ride tow truck in a suit. Yeah, I can't imagine going to one of these meetings and Marvin is sitting at the head of the table and he's wearing a suit and he's like, so the proceedings are about to begin. He Anybody want to lead? I, of course not. I'd be like, yo, what the fuck's going on? So uh, this that. week, this happened. Literally, that's who he is. He made a joke because um, when they were buying that Cadillac from David and his grandmother, Hallie drove by because she was coming home from work and I was like... Um, I was like, my, I know my, or she was my girlfriend at the time. She's my fiance now. I was like, my girlfriend's about to drive by. I just want to wave to her when she did. And when she did, because um, I was like, man, she's running late. But she was working late that day. And Marvin literally right away said, he's like, yo, she just came back from fucking some guy. You should probably <laughs> no. check her. That's the <laughs> like, same. That's the kind of guy he is. He's yeah, way that's what more. I'm talking about. But I'm saying he'll make those jokes <laughs> in front of anybody. I know. And he, don't I, get me wrong. Honestly, you're right. He would be a bad mayor. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be making those jokes in front of just in, anybody. In any kind of politics, he doesn't fit it. But in terms of That's choice making... That's the same making, thing Donald Trump would say. In terms of dude. choice making, yes. He Swear would be to good. God, Donald Trump would say the same exactly. exact thing. Exactly. 
<laughs> he would think it was so funny. He'd be cracking up after he said it. Uh, the funny thing was, I went with it. Right when he said that, I was like, yeah, she probably fucking is. I should probably throw a rock at her car. <laughs> he probably cracked up. Yes, he did. Yeah, Marvin, Marvin, Marvin. But anyways, Kev, I mean, how long have we been talking about? About an hour. About an hour. All right, I think it's time to wrap it up. Anyways, uh, we got a YouTube channel, as you guys know. Uh, follow us at uh, the YouTube channel, AA with John and Kev. You know, we are on Apple and Spotify every single... No, we're just releasing when we want to. Basically, at this point, it's been tough with this, the YouTube. Uh, this, this episode's called John's Moving to North Carolina. Whoop, whoop.